This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, here with you on this uh, rather dull-looking Saturday, but... Hey, little uh, breath of sunshine or breath of air. What, what, uh, hmm. See if I can fit all this together in, in a, a, a palatable way. Yes. Why, Charlie Good morning, Dobbin. Frank. Strange I should see you here. Really? <laughs> well, it's the garden show, of it course. Is. It yes. is. And it is going to warm up a bit. So I know Whoa, it's kind of that, gray and ugly, man, but it's going to get better. Yeah, it's bitterly cold. I know. So I'm sick of it. <laughs> Are you? Well, I'll tell you so my... So I'm sick of it. Oh, yeah. All right, that's fine. I'm yeah. going to explain a dilemma that I had uh, this week about... It had to do with the weather so oh, much. Right. Um, after right. you've uh, said hello to everybody and given the numbers and all that important oh, stuff. Oh, that, that's, that's my job. That's your job. job right? That's my job. Yeah. Yes, of course, of course. Okay. In Toronto, uh, if you want to get a hold of Charlie, give her a call. Now, 416-360-0740. Then anywhere else in the province, it's toll-free... One eight six six seven forty four seven forty, and oh yes, if you're a first time caller, mention that to James Dooley, James Patrick Dooley, that is, mm-hmm. and of course our mantra is. Uh, call early, call often, one question per call. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Oh, you're welcome. Fine job. Uh, okay, I'll save my, my weather dilemma for you for later. For now, I've got a fair number of announcements. So today, Brantford is hosting their very own CD Saturday. It's being held at a new location, the Grand River Community Health Center, which is 363 Colburn Street at at Alfred in Brantford. It runs from 10 10 a.m. today till 3 p.m. with a seed swap, vendors, speakers, a raffle, and a seedy cafe. I think that's, that's the funniest title for something. I know. A CD. I'm just flashing on that new sponsor we just heard, yeah. the Urban Nature Store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeds. It's all connected, right? Um, but the Urban Nature Store, of course, is all about bird seed. This is all about seeds to – people swap seeds uh, right. uh, for growing vegetables okay. or fruits. And it's that time of year. We've got to get our seeds started. Uh, all right. Plenty of free parking. Sure to be a fun-filled information day. The Burlington Hort Society is hosting a general meeting February the 11th, 7.30 p.m. at the Burlington Senior Center, which is at 2285 New Street at Drury Lane. The speaker is Cla- uh, Claudio Rossi, an orchid specialist and grower. Mr. Rossi will have some of his amazing orchids for sale at the meeting. And, of course, refreshments, social time, and all are welcome. It's also orchid time of year, I think, Valentine's mm. Day. So remember... Um, next week, I was wrong last week. Next week, Terry Kennedy is going to join us. She's the orchid specialist right. and the publicity coordinator oh, okay. for the Southern Ontario huge Orchid Society. Orchid show. Yeah. And the huge orchid show, which is on Valentine's weekend. And I've told Terry that you and I are going to go. We're yes. going to zip in for an hour okay. or so after, after the garden show. Okay, so. And there you go. There's my announcement. The big orchid show is on Valentine's Day weekend. It's at the Toronto Botanical Gardens, runs from 11 until. 
11 a.m. until 5 p.m., both Saturday the 14th and Sunday the 15th, there will be over 30,000 orchids in bloom. 30,000? Correct. Ye Gadfrey Daniels. You and I are going to go and see them and count them. No, we're not going to oh, count them, but right. we're going to go see them. Yeah, You'll be amazed. Good, no. your I'm eyes, sure I will be. Your eyes are going to pop right out of your head. So, you know, just you <laughs> better be ready to catch them when they pop. That's such a visual. Eh? I know. There's, but, so, very, very cool show. For more information, S-O-O-S dot C-A. Uh, also happening on February the 14th, Valentine's Day Jazz Brunch from 10.30 to 12.30 at the Royal Botanical Gardens RBG Centre. Treat your Valentine to a romantic brunch, then take a stroll through the beautiful Mediterranean garden as it reaches full bloom. Registration is required at www.rbg.ca. And if you don't want to take the kids to that lovely brunch, they have a kids program going on at the exact same time. Oh, bounce them over there. Exactly. Some wonderful, fun activities for the kids, including their own special delicious lunch. And uh, that also requires registration. So www.rbg.ca. Okay. All right. Yeah, that take care of things for the moment. It anyway. does, yeah. but I, can we just a uh, little oh, quick yeah. shout out to Peter Hume? Oh, yes, I'd like to talk to Peter. One of our mm. fans from Belgium, actually, yeah. sent uh, a quick little email saying that uh, he had been listening to you, the grammar police, and he could Oh, that sounds so fun. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he couldn't resist. <laughs> he took a photograph of a jar of jam. On a girl, well, yeah, I said he had to actually buy the jam, took it home, bought, took a photo, and emailed it to us. And the jam is called So Fruit. That's it, exactly. Yeah, so, so Fruit. fruit. <laughs> Peter. Thanks, Peter. How dare you mal- malign me in this fashion? <laughs> that was great, though. That's actually. good. Very it's good. fun. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, we're going to be uh, taking a little break right here because mm-hmm. we have to get back uh, very shortly and talk to Jerry. Uh, and uh, he's got a prickly problem on his hands. Yes, sir. <laughs> Cactus. Prickly. Yes. Mm. All right. <laughs> Here we go with the little spot for the show. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, phlox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Well, Charlie, uh, let me introduce you to Jerry. He oh, lives you. in Tirana, <laughs> and he has a cactus that's maybe giving him problems. I don't no, let's find out. Hi, Jerry. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, Charlie, I spoke with you before a number of times about my cactus plant, which I just got last summer because I bought cactus because I seem to kill everything else. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, here's my problem. I noticed, by the way, this cactus plant looks like a, a prickly pear with the flat pads on it, you know? Uh-huh. But yep. it's about two feet tall. Oh, good size. Nice. Oh, yeah. Now, here's the problem. Mm-hmm. On one side of the plant, it's turning white, like it's got large white patches on it. Where on the other side, it's nice and green. The chlorophyll is nicely developed and all those kinds of things. Now, I've been watering it, like you said. I'd let it starve to death for water, mm-hmm. and then I water it completely. So I'm doing okay as far as watering, and I haven't fertilized it or anything. Mm-hmm. But I'm just guessing, maybe this is a problem, that I haven't been rotating the plant, so only one side has been getting the sun. Could I be right in that? Uh, you definitely could be right in that. You have diagnosed your own problem. Yeah, no, that's, that's a very good suggestion. How often are you watering it? But once every five weeks. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Do. And how big is the pot that it's in? Uh, it's an eight-inch pot. 
Okay, and but so two feet tall. Yeah. Okay, so the one thing you can if, you, if you're anywhere near a garden center or um, yeah, in the next little while, pick yourself up something called a moisture meter. It's I a, have one. Oh, good. Okay, and are you using that to determine that the soil is truly dry before yeah, you water? I put it in there on a regular basis to make sure it's absolutely dry before I water it. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and you're absolutely 100 percent right. Turn that cactus. Turn it now and then draw it, put it on the calendar or every time you water, maybe turn it. Yeah. Will, it, will the color come back? Well, it's hard to know what the white is all about. Is it, is it white like fuzzy or is it just white and the... the it's not fuzzy like a mold or anything like that. It's it, just a solid white like the, rest, like the rest of the plant is solid. You know, it's not mm-hmm. quite So it's not good. soft and it's not fuzzy. Uh, it's in good shape. It's not sunken. It's just that it's white. Okay, yeah, and that's not like a sunken look to that white area? No, not at all. So it's firm, but it's white. Yeah. Very odd. Uh, I would suggest that you send me a photo if you can. Okay. And in the meantime, uh, uh, turn it. Turn it. And just the way that Charlie said turn it right now, <laughs> if you can carry your phone and make l- loud stomping noises over <laughs> to the cactus so we, we know that you're doing this, you're not just saying I'll turn it, but we want it. But you know, Jerry knew to turn it. I've turned many things in my life. <laughs> but, uh, I, I emailed you before, but I, I lost your email address. Can I have it again? Oh, sure. Oh, yep. It's on it. C. Dobbin, D-O-B-B-I-N. C. Dobbin. At yep. mzmedia.com. Mzmedia.com. Right. <laughs> okay, Charlie, I'll send you a, a picture of that, and you yeah. can get back to me. Let me know if I'm right or wrong on this. Yeah, I, yeah. I just I wouldn't mind seeing this this white. Yeah, so try maybe two pictures, one of uh, standing back, and then one give me a bit of a close-up if you can. Will do. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Great call, Jerry. Thank you. Bye. Always Bye. welcome here at the I know, I love show. it. He huh? calls and then he asks a question and then answers it. Yeah. Well, you see. We could have just had a little nap during that call. <laughs> Jerry was well under control. <laughs> diagnosing his own problems? Exactly. I know. Maybe our next caller will do the same thing. Well, I don't know. Let's find out. Hey, Marie in Kitchener, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. It's um, it's always a pleasure to, not really, because I always have a problem, but <laughs> hopefully it's going to be your pleasure. I have an orchid that has lost all of its flowers now, mm-hmm. and what do I do with it? If Can I resurrect it? What, you know, will well, it come for sure. back? For sure. Uh, all right, so it's a green plant still. It's got green leaves. Yes, but it's had a couple of leaves that have even uh, turned yellow and fallen off. Right, and those would be the lower leaves, yes. which yes. are the older ones. Yes. And in the center of the plant is where the growing tip is. And yes. you, you see a little new bit of growth starting in the center there? Um, tiny, maybe. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, and, and it is... Quite normal. Many times, you know, flowers finish okay. eventually. And uh, you, is the green stem still standing there, or have you removed that? Yes, it that? is. No, yeah. I haven't. So leave the green stem alone until it turns brown. Okay. Because it's so interesting how sometimes it will suddenly another bud will form on the green stem. Oh. So leave that alone until it's brown, and then you'll cut it off with sharp scissors. Okay. I'm finding that my orchids are using more water than I expected them to. So I find that with regular watering and like really good watering where I'm immersing, you know, the the whole pot right under the water or sitting it in a sink full of water, using some fertilizer as well very consistently, my orchids are much happier. 
Okay. And so one of the things that I've noticed makes it real, you can tell that they're so much happier, is the roots. Orchids always have roots that we can see. They grow roots sort of on the surface and yeah. out in the air. And if the roots are green and, and um, you know, just they, they look happy. They're not shriveled up and, and pale. They're nice and, you know, like I say, nice and green, nice and firm. Uh, and, and you can see that they're growing, like there's a growing tip that's very obviously bright green. That tells you that you're doing things right. If the roots are looking shriveled, maybe you're you're doing what I was doing, which is insufficient water. Okay. 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 So, so the it's not um, the immersion. <laughs> yeah, the, dead yet. Yeah. Oh no, it's not at all. Okay. But the immersion thing really works. Uh, okay. This uh, water and the whole pot, the, just okay. right in under the, the water. Air coming out. Yeah. Wait yeah. till all the bu- oh. air comes okay. out. T- leave it for five or ten minutes. Then let it drain, and then back into your window, which is a bright okay. spot, but it doesn't have to be direct sunlight. Okay. Okay. Okay, well, Good. I'll try that. All okay. right. Before my daughter in law sees it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get okay. on it. Okay. <laughs> Thank Thanks. you. Thank okay. you, Marie. Bye bye. Uh, 921 here in the Garden Show from AM 740. Zoom Radio, yes. But I will just remind everyone, uh, yes. including Marie, who I hope is still listening, yes. that next week we do have our special guest. Oh, yeah. Terry oh. Kennedy knows everything about orchids. Right. And so uh, if anybody has a burning question about orchids, Terry will be joining Save us. for next week, maybe. Yeah, okay. is joining mm-hmm. us at about 8.30, and she promised she would stay on the line and answer questions if people had questions. Hey, that's great. Yeah. Uh, we like to get James Patrick Dooley involved in the show. Do you we? Know. Yes. Because yeah. he goes to sleep yeah, no, in there. I'm oh, going, look, he's looks like Superman. He's indicating we should be doing exercises. <laughs> but no, turn on your microphone for this if you would, James. Good morning, Frank. Uh, well, oh, good morning, good morning. Hey, little, James. A little test here. Hey, James, what product has seven of the world's finest pain-reducing ingredients, do you think? Now, this one I know. <laughs> All right. Sierrasil. You got it. That's <laughs> the topical analgesic spray, mind you. Okay. Also... Uh, increases blood flow. If you've got, you know, sore muscles, whatever, yeah. spray this mm-hmm. on your muscles, and and it promotes healing activity. Helps control bruising too. Oh, yeah. Good. Sierra Sil topical spray. That, you can get that wherever you buy it. The next product that Charlie is now going to make the Sierra Sil pills, which is their original product. <laughs> special, <laughs> the way you looked at me, special, uh, um, very natural, right from the Sierra Mountains, uh, mineral supplement that somehow, magically, taken three little pills a day, will make your joints smoother. It's like greasing, you know, greasing WD-40 the joints. For, yeah, the, body. for yes. the body, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so that's exactly what I have found, that it certainly took away any sort of ankle pain and knee pain that I've suffered from. And so it may work for you. If it doesn't, you'll know it's not working within 14 days, and your money is completely guaranteed and returned to you. For more information, give them a call at one eight seven seven joint 14 or check them on the web, sierrasil.com. CA or dot com. And I forgot my favorite line when I'm talking about the spray. You smell like you just fallen from a pine tree. <laughs> so that's S I E R R A S I L. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And aren't we having fun today, huh? So fun. No, so, so fruit. Oh, it's so, so fruit. fruit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. Uh, Cheryl in Sunderland, would you come in Mom, here, please, I and save my day? <laughs> Hi. That, that sounded like Cheryl was a little small child. Good morning, Cheryl. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. What's going on uh, at your place? I have two hibiscus, a uh, standard tree and a bush. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm overwintering them in in my spare room, okay. and I'm not sure if I'm giving them enough water or too much water or what, because the bush has a lot of leaves on it now, uh-huh. but the tree, it still looks, you know, dead, <laughs> oh. and I'm not sure. Uh, I have a, a water meter, and it keeps reading that there's nothing, no water in them, but I have been given they're in a very large pot. Okay. So I don't know if I'm giving them enough or, or not, but the bush has already got leaves on it. So did they both drop all their leaves at one point? Yeah, they did. They they pretty well. I had a lot of trouble with the tree, uh, the standard one, and you told me it was. Uh, I called you last. Uh, oh, in the middle of summer, mm-hmm. and you said it was spider mites. So I treated it, and by the end of the summer, it was fine. Okay. But. Um, Right now, the bush has already got leaves, and I don't know uh, what I'm supposed to do with these things. Okay, so I have a quick question. <clears throat> when do, they were outside, obviously, you brought them in in the fall right. before there was any frost. Pardon? Did you bring them in before frost? Oh, yeah. 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 And they had leaves on when you brought them in the house and uh-huh. put them in the spare room. Right. So since then, uh, I'm just wondering at what point all the leaves dropped off the, oh. the tree. Oh. Oh, I'm not and really sure. Why? Because uh, they shouldn't the, have... The tree, it, they, they dropped off before they did on the bush. Okay, so I'm just... Because they shouldn't have dropped all their leaves. If they dropped all their leaves, it probably... Was it because you were not watering at all when you brought them in? No, I, I watered some, oh. but they, they completely bald. Huh. Now, but, the bush is green on the ends of their stems. That's perfect, yep. And, and it's got leaves, and mm-hmm. the tree still looks the same. Okay. What I would do is I would get out my pruners, and I would prune back both the bush and the tree, whether you want to prune them back quite hard, as in, you know, taking the plant back by a half its current right. size, or you could go even less than that. You could just tip, take the tips off, you know, half an inch or so, to well, an inch or so to back to the first bud. Give both of them a thorough watering. Now, they're in pots with drainage holes. Pardon me? Are there drainage holes in the pots that the plants are in? No, they're, well, they're just sitting in the room. <laughs> Sorry, but they're in a pot. But, and right, are they're there large ho- pots, yeah, big, big ones. Do the large pots have holes in the bottom? Yes, they do. Good. So I want you to water enough so that water comes out the bottom, out those holes. Oh, okay. Okay, so it might, whether it's one gallon or 20 gallons, I want you to keep watering until water comes right through the bottom. Oh, okay. okay. Then you'll know you've watered enough. Right. Okay. And they're in the sun, right? Well, they're not really in the sun. No, it's a fairly dark room. It has one window. Uh-huh. Could you move them to a brighter spot? Uh, no, I can't, really. Okay. All right. So just have them in the brightest, you know, as near to the window as you can. What about right. a grow light? Would, would that be possible? A grow light would make a difference, uh, certainly, because hibiscus are a tropical plant that loves lots of light okay. and warmth and water as necessary. So that's the, your challenge right now. See, I thought you were supposed to keep them in the dark. <laughs> well, if you put them in the dark, then you're going to force them to go dormant. And right. so that is a possibility, and that would be consistent with all the leaves dropping. But you would have to also keep the, the, the room cool, cool as in ten, like 10 degrees or 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Right. So right. is it a very cool room they're in? Well, there's no heat in the room, but oh. it's not what you call really cold. Mm. I have the door shut, so mm. it don't get any heat. Mm. Um, nevertheless, though, days are, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. I mean, <laughs> so you could, li- okay, hmm. 
I'd still give them that thorough watering that I mentioned. Okay. The, like, you use your, you know, just do that once so that you know they've been thoroughly watered because the plants are responding to the fact that the days are getting longer. I see. All the plants know. They recognize, the, and we know, right, that the days are getting longer and yeah. uh, they, they are ready to, you know, there's energy there that wants to, to get going and, and start growing. So uh, if I cut them back now, then I won't do it again when I put them out in the spring? Correct. Exactly. Okay. exactly. Oh, okay. Then I'm I'm doing it all backwards then. <laughs> no worries. Well, <laughs> because uh, you really helped me out with the tree. It started to do really well by fall. By the time I brought it in. Yep. Okay. You know. Good. So, uh, okay. All I right. really appreciate your help, and I'll do that today. All Thank right. you, Cheryl. Let us know how that works out, Cheryl. All right, thanks a lot. Thanks for the call. Have a great day, and thank you for joining us here at AM740, The Garden Show. By the way, uh, as Cheryl waves bye-bye, we've got actually a couple of lines free. So let me give you the number. Uh, Number one uh, for Toronto, 416-360-0740. And then anywhere else in the province, toll-free, my friends, 1-866-740-4740. Forty and Cal is on the line. Yes, did you want to just May mention I? something? Uh, well, yeah, it's your show. <laughs> <laughs> I know, oh. but sometimes I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another shot. Yes. I see. Uh, okay. okay. So I wanted to tell you my dilemma. I mean, Cheryl just made me think of it because you know, mentioning that the days are getting mm. longer, and of course, we're all starting to feel that. The you know, there's a bit of warmth in the sun when it's out, and uh, you know, it's not getting dark quite as early as it was. You're getting lighter later lately. Yes. Yeah. Well. And um, so I think I've told you about the homeless cat that I have that lives in my back garden. So technically, I guess he's not really homeless because I built him a little home. He's got uh, a little shack out in my back garden. And just outside the door. Which is just outside, yeah, exactly, yeah. the patio door. And he's got a little heated, heated pad in there, and he's got a, a plug-in water dish, so he's always got he's water. Got a better spot than I have. I know. Jeez. It's actually, it's not, and it's waterproof, yeah. and he's, you know, he's got blankets and stuff. So, and he, he's very consistently, in the winter, lives yeah. in this little house, and, and then he comes in to eat, and he hangs yeah. out maybe for an hour or so, but he always goes right back outside. He's yeah. a, he is a, 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 a stray cat, basically. Yeah. He's a homeless cat who doesn't, who likes to hang out, but does doesn't really want to live with us. So I can see his problem. What happened? Hey, so because you met him, you visited yes, my did. home he last did. weekend. Mr. Kitty. Mr. Kitty, exactly. Short, we call him Mist for short. So what happened was Wednesday night, I warmed him up and, you know, fed him his yeah. dinner and went to bed. But he wasn't there Thursday morning. So I didn't feed him any food went Thursday Temperature morning. Temperature outside really cold? Thursday was mild day. So okay. I wasn't too worried that he wasn't around. Because <clears throat> remember, he's an unneutered tomcat. So, you know, he, he's rolling. Oh, and spring is in the air. Canceling appointments, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So <laughs> it's that I'm thinking spring, right? So he's. I thought, okay, no big deal. It wasn't yeah, that yeah. cold. But then Thursday night he didn't come back, and Thursday night got really cold. Remember yesterday, that that wind, yeah, that yeah. whistling wind that was dropping the temperature by you know into serious double digits. He wasn't around yesterday morning either. He wasn't around all day yesterday, and the, I was getting worried. So I was telling you, like, so I was saying, I'll call the Humane Society. I'll say. Do you have my homeless cat? <laughs> like, did somebody pick up my homeless cat and take him to the Humane Society? Yeah, fine. When, when can we expect the bottle you're yeah, using yeah. right now, There's ma'am? There's a, a feral cat that's my feral cat. and I'm not sure where he is. Do you have him? You know? He's homeless, you see. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I was, I was like trying to figure out how I was going to make that phone call last night. And what happened was he about 11 o'clock last night, he showed up. Well, thank goodness. So, he's, yeah. cute, he's a cute little guy. He right is here. a really cute little guy. So he came in and he had a bunch to eat. And um, I saw him again this morning. So he's he's 
back. Well, that's good. He's on the property. All right. Missed. Missed. Missed is back. <laughs> uh, Cal, we almost had you on the air there momentarily, but <laughs> Charlie just now's charged your ahead. Yeah, now is your chance to jump in here uh, from Toronto. Uh, and you've got a, a, a question about strawberries, uh, grass growing in your strawberries. Is that right? Hello. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. Yeah, I've got a strawberry patch and a, a periwinkle patch, but I get this annoying tall grass growing in there. Uh, I've tried uh, uh, digging out the roots, uh-huh. but uh, the roots go all over the place, and I don't know if there's any way to control this grass other than you know Damn. killing everything, and including the uh, strawberries and the, and the periwinkle. Uh, okay, so when you try and pull the grass, you find that the roots, there's little runners that are just running all over and they oh, yeah, break? all over the place, uh, horizontally, mm. just everywhere. Yuck. Sounds like something called quack grass. Yeah. Or, you know, for short. The common name is quack grass. Okay. The, the drag of quack grass is that it does just what you say. It runs under the ground with <clears throat> runners, and when we break it off, yeah. more grows. All yeah, you and, need and is it's a... quite tall, too. Yep, it can get pretty tall. Right. And all you need is one tiny, minuscule bit of root, and it will regrow from that minuscule piece. Yeah, for sure. So your options, as you point out. What I would be inclined to do is I would be inclined this spring to dig up uh, a strawberry or two and a periwinkle or, you know, some clump of periwinkle and some strawberries. At that time, you're going to clean any bit of grass out from the roots that you have dug up, you know, that, are, that might be tucked in amongst the strawberry roots or the periwinkle roots, yep. then I would um, put those over in a shady spot or pot them up somewhere and put them away someplace safe so that you're going to keep those to replant, plant, replant later. Then, uh, you're absolutely right, tarpaulin over top of where this problem exists, preferably a dark colored, like a black tarpaulin, nailed down to the ground or, you know, held down to the ground with stones or boards all the way around the whole, the whole perimeter of the tarpaulin and let the sun and the weather bake bake it and it will kill what's under the tarpaulin. Yes. Including, as you said. Now, in my, in my periwinkle patch, uh, I thought I read or heard somewhere uh, like I noticed uh, some ant colonies, and I've heard that there's some sort of uh, a symbiotic relationship between certain ants and some grass. Uh, is this uh, a factor at all, or is this true? Not that I know of. Uh, ants are pretty interesting in the sense that they will farm other insects like aphids. Um, But a symbiotic, because a symbiotic relationship means that both parties benefit from the relationship. That's what I thought I heard or read, yeah. Yeah, and I can't think of ants having that relationship with any, with grass, any grass. So it could just be, excuse me, grass, sorry, the ants are, you know, we get those years where there's ant colonies arriving from all over the place. So I, I wouldn't worry about that. They'll move if... If the tarpaulin goes down and it's an unhappy place, they can move. The grass yeah. can't, and it will die. Right. Yeah. Okay, so the bottom line is i got to kill the periwinkle and the strawberries just to get rid of the grass. I think so, because there's no easy way to get rid of the grass. Okay. But I would Thank still you. I would still save some periwinkle, like I said, and save some strawberries, so that yeah. once you've done that, you know, the killing fields are, are barren, you yeah. go back in and replant some strawberries and periwinkle. That's what I would so do. So there's no weed killer that's going to just kill the quack grass. Nope. 
No, there's no selective weed killer that will only kill the quackgrass. Whatever, oh, okay. whatever you use to kill the, the grass, will kill everything. everything. Yeah. It's non-selective. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. You're well, thank welcome. you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. Hey, do you know what? what? You know what? what? Here comes a first-time caller, oh, Jean nice. from Hamilton. Hello, Jean. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Charlie, I have a ro- couple, Rose of Sharon, mm-hmm. and they, uh, the first year they were just newbie plants, and I didn't expect a great deal from them. But last summer they seemed to be very skimpy on the bottom and everything is up on the top. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike some that I have seen that are nice and full top to bottom. Should I be cutting these back in the spring? Yeah, exactly. How tall are they now? Um, about four feet. Okay. So you're absolutely right. The time to, to prune, <clears throat> excuse me, is the spring. Mm-hmm. So I would do that as we get closer to spring, rows of Sharon are the last shrub to grow. So we often think they're dead because everything else is in leaf and they're not moving. Yes, so, yeah. So um, I would, you will find that if you tip prune, you know, just take off an inch off of every one of the branches, you will encourage growth from the bottom. Okay. So, so if, if that's what you're striving for is a, a bushy plant, sort of top to bottom, that's what you'll get. But remember, the natural shape of a Rose of Sharon is vase-shaped, or the shape of a V. So narrow at the bottom and wider at the top. Okay. Uh, so, you know, if you start getting branches that are shooting out horizontally, from, particularly from the bottom, remove those. You don't want that. You want the plants, like I say, to be in the shape of a V. Okay. Okay. Now, which, like, will that produce more blooms as well? Well, um, not necessarily. The blooms are more dependent on <clears throat> the variety, the amount of sun it's in, the fertility of the soil, uh, and that will certainly contribute to, to blooming. Um, okay. But the more, the more branches and stems you have, the more potential you have for blooms because rows of Sharon yeah. bloom all the way up and down all the stems. Yeah, that was and my thinking. I new... guess I was looking to get, you know flush plant all the way up, yeah. flush blooms all the way up. That, yeah. Well, and certainly, yeah, new growth is where we see uh, all, the, all the blooms. So encouraging new growth. Remember, we fertilize all of our garden plants in the spring as well. Absolutely. So, yes, so when you're yes. doing that pruning, you should be fertilizing. And what, um, mid to late March? No, I would be pruning a rose of Sharon probably in May. You're calling from Hamilton okay. in May. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. When you know, it, it's it's a way to actually force it out of dormancy as well. If you're frustrated that everything else is green and your rose of Sharon's not, <laughs> it'll, when you go out and prune it, it'll grow more. It'll pop more quickly. Okay, I'll put it on my calendar for Mother's Day. Perfect. There Wonderful. you go. Hey, thanks for joining us, Jean. Thank you. Thanks for the call. And Bye-bye. you're always welcome here at AM seven forty, <laughs> and that's the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And I think we've got a full line, so I'm, I needn't give the phone numbers right away again. But we may have to take a little bit of a break right now. But coming back for another first-time caller and again from Hamilton. So mm. stick around. We'll catch that question momentarily. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And here we are again, ready to ring that little bell, Frankie. Yes, I am. All right, here we go. There, that's for Dorothy out there in Hamilton. I'll just go and sit in the yeah. corner. You're, you're good, obviously. You don't need me. Uh, hi, Dorothy. Oh, hi. Good morning. Um, thank you for taking my call. Um, last uh, spring, summer, I purchased 
two lavenders. Mm. One was has grown to be quite bushy, and it's really doing quite well. Mm. Um, the other had, was the one that had flowers on it that you could use for, you know, potpourri. Uh-huh. Well, come fall, I didn't know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. I didn't know whether to cut them back or mm. thin them out. And I thought, well, just wait until later on in the season and call Charlie. <laughs> Are they inside the house? No, they're okay, outside. Good. Perfect. And they're in pots or you planted them in no, the ground? No, they're in the ground. Perfect. <clears throat> All right. And they're in a nice sunny location? Oh, yes. And I, my uh, flower bed faces the south. Perfect. And the soil is well-drained? Um, yes, as a matter of fact, good. it is. Yeah, because lavenders do not want to be in a soggy spot. Oh, so, that's <clears throat> nice to know. So the one thing I know about lavender that will... It's not the one thing, but one thing I've learned about lavender is that you are supposed to trim them in the fall, and you're just supposed to give them a bit of a haircut in the fall, and that will help them be a bushier plant the following like following spring as they start to grow. So if you didn't do any trimming at all, then don't worry about it. In the spring, you're going to have two things you're going to want to do. And I mean, like real spring. So it'll, by that time, it'll probably be late May. You know, things are really growing. Like you can tell what's dead and what's alive on the lavender, yeah. for example. You may find that there's a bit of dead wood. Might be some branches are dead or the tips are dead. You will trim anything that's dead out of the lavender at that time. And then if the plants are looking kind of scraggly, you'll just give them a bit of a shearing, a little bit of a haircut, just to help them, encourage them to be a more compact, more dense plants. Okay, well, thank That's you. All. But the one that had the flowers on it, which mm-hmm. was had a tag in it and said for potpourri, mm-hmm. um, it has gone brown over the winter. But the other one that is bushy mm-hmm. has still got the blue-green leaves on it. Good. It's, they are evergreen, so they should still have leaves on them. But the one that you say looks completely brown, it may still be alive. Like, you won't know until spring. Uh, It may be that everything that's on it is dead, but the root is still alive, and it will start to grow from from the ground level. Or it could be that the... it doesn't need a drastic pruning, just a haircut. Well, that's what you'll have to wait and see. If everything above ground is dead, and that's to be determined in the spring, but it sounds like you think it is now, so perhaps it is, then you'll still cut out all the dead. So if you cut it down to ground level, because it's all dead, it may come back up from the root. Or the whole plant may be dead. Remember, there's different kinds of lavender. Some are hardier than others. The hardier ones are more likely to survive our winters. So it might be that one of those varieties you got is was just not ever going to survive anyway, just because it wasn't a particularly hardy variety. Okay, well, thank you okay. very much. Very. So that I can do in in the middle of May, maybe. That's right. Yeah. So we'll, you know, let's see what the weather looks like in the spring, and uh, and you, if you get confused, give us a call back once we're into that kind of part of the season. Oh, great! Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks a lot, call. Dorothy. Okay. Bye bye. Uh, lavender problem taken care of there. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> let's take a little trip to Dunville. Hmm? Uh, Barbara's there with a question about icy walkways. I think you might have the answer for it. We don't know. Oh, I wish I did. Okay. Hi, Barbara. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> good morning. Oh yeah. Good morning. Cool morning. Mm-hmm. Another uh-huh. one. Oh yeah. You mentioned about your cat. My daughter took in a stray cat, uh-huh. and. Thursday night, it was gone all night. Oh, same. So they probably met and were into your bottle of wine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Is the stray cat your daughter took in a boy or a girl? 
boy. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh -huh. And now nothing ever been done. He's got everything there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, we, okay. uh, yeah. we, we're going to get our, our little guy neutered. It's just that he's such a mature cat that you, we don't want to neuter him in the middle of the winter because he'll be outside and it'll be just too, too <sighs> extreme. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I heard you one day mm -hmm. talk about a product to put on a walkway for ice and, and snow and all that sort of thing. Uh -huh. And uh, mine are close to the garden bed. So I'm wondering... Do you remember what it was? Would it be kitty litter? Did, did, no, no. no it litter? is a product, no. and I'm 90% I'm sure it's called EcoSense, and yet I'm looking on the web and I'm not finding it. That's oh. strange. You know what? I'll have to report back. Okay. Is it a product you get from a um, pet I, store? Exactly. I got it from a pet food store. It looks a lot like uh, very small kitty litter. It's volcanic rock is what it is. And it's really like sharp little volcanic rock. And you sprinkle it on icy walkways. It, it doesn't melt the ice. It embeds into the ice. Right. And right. so it takes – it causes there to be traction. You know how if you put salt on top of ice, it'll just slide right off. This yeah. stuff has got – it's got so many little angular, you know, sharp angles to each of these little <laughs> Particles. It, yeah. yeah, it bites into it. It sits there. It gives you traction on the ice. Uh, and like I said, it doesn't melt the ice, but it doesn't damage the, the walkways. Right. It doesn't damage animals' uh, And I couldn't feet. remember what you had said. Yeah, and in the spring, when all the ice is melted and this stuff is just sitting on your walkway, you just sweep it into the, into the garden, and it's, it actually adds some nutrients to the, oh. to the garden. So it's a pretty cool – I bought it originally at PetSmart, and I'm pretty sure it was called EcoSense. But Ego? I'm gonna, Ego? Eco, E-C-O. Sense. Okay. So I'll have to double check that and report back next okay. week. Okay. Okay. Thank okay. you. All right. Thanks. Hey, for your thanks call. very much, Barbara. Yeah. Uh, we've had. <clears throat> pardon me. Another uh, first-time caller, but we'll have to just take a little bit of a break right now. And while we do that, Charlie, maybe uh, some exercises might be in order. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You go. You want me to do uh, exercises? Well, I'm going to start with my my first forefinger. Okay. Up, <laughs> okay. down, up, down. And you're experiencing no pain whatsoever. No pain whatsoever. That's the good thing. The reason is because you've been taking your CRSO and. And you now have, uh, being a not really a senior, just a, an you. active person, yes. who, a mature, a mature. active Thank person you. who wants to, <laughs> to stay active and be pain-free while doing it and have increased flexibility and mobility. Cirrusil has worked for you and me. So uh, we do recommend that if you're having any issues with being active and mobile and pain-free, you might want to give it a try. More information, check them on the web, sierrasill.ca, or call them at one eight seven seven joint 14 Something maybe you didn't know about the Sierrasill topical spray. It can be applied to the affected area three to four times per day and massaged into the skin in a circular motion. can be used during massage or physiotherapy sessions for added relief. And two to four sprays of Sierrasil topical spray can also be added to a running bath that captures the pain and the tensions of the entire body. Now, how about that? That's very cool. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, phlox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. That little jingle, it mentions tweedums. What the heck are tweedums? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. Well, I think, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Ellen in Brantford, uh, you got a question here, I think, about a thatched palm. Is that right? 
Yes, I think it's called a thatch pond, T-H-A-T-C-H, because I saw what I have in a garden center, and that's what it was called, but I didn't know what it was before. Uh-huh. And um, it seems to come out of the ground on three bulbs. Uh, one of them, when the plant furls out, it's fine. The other two, even before they unfurl, they're all black at the ends. And in the summer, I put it out in the outside, and it seemed to flourish, and then I dug it out along with the same soil to overwinter it, and it's gone back to the same uh, way. The ends and the tips are black, uh, almost like they're rotting, and I don't know what it is. Hmm. The ends and the tips, wow. Okay, so if indeed, I wonder if it really is a thatched palm that you have. That What's a thatched palm, like, yeah, what a thatched palm is the palms they use for making thatched roofs. So they have a yeah. big leaf. It's like a big flat, not flat, but a almost a round, pointy ends, but a big, big leaf. Yeah. Is that what it is? It's very, it's a big leaf when it comes out and it's all in long fingers. Mm, yep, okay. And, uh, yeah, it's like a big, huge semicircle. Wow. So, uh, and this is obviously, where did, did the, okay, I'm just going to go backwards on this. So you had a pot with three of these plants growing in it. Yeah. And it was fine. It was outside all summer. And yeah. you did some transplanting, you said, or it just started to look, well, to look I've black? I've had it for about four or five years, and it's never gotten any bigger because, as I said, the leaves come out and they're dying as they come out. And um, then the, just this past summer, I thought maybe if I put it outside, mm-hmm. it will rectify. Mm-hmm. And it did somewhat while it was out in the garden. Yeah, I would like that. I dug it out, put it back in the house. It's in a sunny window facing northwest um, in my basement big window right down to the floor mm-hmm. and um but here it is coming out even when the little new ones start to come out like long um stalk yeah they start and cdns are going to be black and when it unfurls they are hmm. okay so typically when when a, a tropical plant shows a burning like browning or blackening on the tips we often it's not always the case but we often think that it is due to the water that we're using so it could be salts in the water, things like the floor. Like, are you using tap water to water these plants? Yeah. Okay. What I would try and do is I would use either tap water that has sat out, like pails that have sat out for at least 48 hours. Right. Or rainwater. If you have a rain barrel and you collect rainwater next year and then you could bring some in in the fall for watering. Also, okay. when you do take the plant out in the summer, don't actually plant it directly into the garden. Leave it in its pot. You can bury the pot in the garden, but but do leave it in its pot just because it's less disturbing to to uh, bring it in uh, in the same pot rather than fooling around digging it out. Sure. Depending on the kind of palm, see some palms like a lot of moisture, but they like very well drained soil. So it's a question of what exact variety of palm this might be. So it's a little hard for me to know exactly what it might be. But that'd be my first suggestion is it, that it's something going on with the water that you're using. Remember yeah. as well, it's, it is a tropical plant. So it doesn't want yeah. to be in drafts. It won't want any cold or hot drafts. It does like humidity. So if you can mist it or get you know higher humidity around, it might make a difference as well. Yeah, and I'm thinking of taking it right out of the soil that it's in and shaking the roots off a little bit gently and putting it in some, you know, actual tropical plant soil that I would buy at the nursery. Because right, right now, is, is it in garden soil? Like yes, It's just in garden soil. Right. So that actually would be a good idea because garden soil is not appropriate for containers or plants in pots. You yeah. do need to have potting soil, whether it's a soilless mix or potting soil. But bottom line is that's what goes 
into the pods. Okay, so, try yeah, and so that's not a bad idea. It would be to take it out, you know, have your soil ready to go, your new potting soil ready to go, moistened uh, and standing by, and then, yeah, just lay the whole thing out on some newspaper, do a little bit of cleaning and, and you know, trimming the roots even if you need to. Smell the roots, make sure that they don't smell um, swampy or stagnant because that'll give you an idea whether you're overwatering if you get some swampy smell. Uh, right. And then in, back into the pot with, uh, with fresh soil is a good idea. Okay, right. and you might be interested to know I'm sitting in the parking lot of a, a TSC store here going in to buy a heating pad for my stray cat. Oh, there you go. <laughs> hey, good for you. Well, so you know what the heating pad I use is? And everybody's got stray cats. That's cute. Uh, I use one that I got at, I got it at Costco, but they also have it at Bed Bath & Beyond. It's, it's for, you use a microwave to heat it up. Oh, so it's good. Yeah, so it's something that they sell for people when they're watching hockey games or yeah. football games, and they're outside sitting, and they're, it's a cold spot to sit. So this is a pad that's furry, and it's got this insert that goes into the microwave that you make really, really hot you stick that into the furry pad and you can fold it up and take it to your game and then sit on it and when, if you when you are sitting on it it keeps the heat a long long time i'm telling you alan that this cat's living better than i am for gosh <laughs> sakes Jeez. yeah so i didn't try and run electricity yeah. out to his house there because there there are outdoor heating pads for like dog houses mm-hmm. and stuff but they're quite expensive so yeah. i didn't i didn't oh. want to invest quite well, that much thank you for that I've got two tips now. Yeah, so we'll see if TSC has something there that might help you because I didn't ever look there. All right, good luck with that. Thanks for calling, Ellen. Right, have a great day. Okay, thank you. you. And we have time for one more quick. We're going to turn this into the garden and stray cat show. Well, there you go. And maybe we'll turn it into the wild bird, stray cat, and garden show. Frankie's felines. I can see it all now. Ruth in Bradford, you have a, a little suggestion or, or a correction, maybe, uh, probably. about CD Saturday. I see announced our CD Saturday um, at Bradford here, but it, I didn't clarify the email, and it's next Saturday, oh, February perfect. 7th. Okay. There we go. Gotcha. Oh, I'm so glad I got in at the tail end here. <laughs> and I also have a stray cat that has adopted us. Well, oh, what the <laughs> heck is going on here? You know, I think all huh? the nice people in the world listen to this show. Really? That's it? You know? That's it. They're gardeners, well, which I'm makes start them listening to nice too. people. <laughs> and obviously, we're all cat lovers, too. Well, yeah. I'd like to make a suggestion. My doctor's office had a huge, big uh, styrofoam box, mm-hmm. and I got it and gave it to the uh, Telephone City feral cat uh, here in Brantford. Right. And they cut holes in the side so the cats can either go in and be protected, or the uh, food and water goes into these styrofoam boxes. Well, that's pretty Keeps neat. It from if freezing. anybody has access to something like that and get, uh, put them outside, they're real helpful. That's right. Yeah, it's like a big yeah, yeah. cooler idea, styrofoam yeah, cooler. This time it's a warmer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, good. Thank you for that. Okay, and thanks for announcing ours. I will. And I'm, I'm the wrong, sent the wrong email. No, no worries. <laughs> no, no. I wondered if it might be <laughs> okay, me and misread. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling, <laughs> hey. Ruth. Okay, thank you, bye-bye. folks. All right, so that's CD Saturday next Saturday right. in Brantford, and that we, I'll tell you about that next Saturday as well. So, Thank you. We have lots of seconds. Why are you I know. shaking I, well, your hands getting, at me? I was getting a wind-up <laughs> signal from, uh, from James Patrick Dooley. You Holy got me, uh, hand in my heart. I know. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you to all those wonderful listeners who are also wonderful cat lovers. Thank you, Frank, for being your wonderful self. And James Patrick Dooley couldn't do it without you. See you next week. The Garden Show is brought to you by the Urban Nature Store. Everything for folks who love wild birds. Six GTA locations including Woodbridge, Mississauga, and Oshawa. Visit urbannaturestore.ca. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio.
the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.